Will you join me in prayer? Father, we pray that your light would shine on us and through us. We pray, Father, that you would make us into the light of the world, not hiding our light, Lord, that we would shine for you everywhere we go, everything we say. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good. All the time. Well, it's good to be home. I heard my, uh, my helpers uh, in the last couple of weeks have, have done well. Uh, Carrie Tillman, my student and friend, and then uh, David Garland. Uh, these are good friends of mine, and I'm grateful that they shared the good news with you and uh, proclaimed God's Word. And my family has gone to, uh, in these weeks, to a wedding. My first niece, eldest niece, got married, and she asked me to do the wedding. And then I had a board meeting in Waco, and then... After that, we have gone to uh, the Davis Mountains of West Texas to a place called Paisano. Some of you have been there. Uh, it's a camp that started uh, really back in the early 1900s. George W. Truett was the preacher. Five ranch families gathered together and put this together. And this week, we baptized children who were the sixth generation of those founding ranchers um, They were the sixth generation who have been going there, and I am honored that they allowed me to come. It was a time of renewal for me, and there's a great deal that I would like to say to you about that, and I suppose I will in the weeks to come, but today we need to let this table talk and uh, let it speak words of grace to us because the danger for us as followers of Christ who have experienced the great grace of a loving Savior, is that we might somehow, over a period of time, forget the grace of God and cease to celebrate it and cease to share it with others. It's hard to imagine that we would do that, but then it was hard to imagine that NASA would tape over the the, uh, video of the first lunar walk. Some things, it would seem to me, are too important to... uh, to lose, And in some ways, I want that to be a metaphor for the table this morning because I thought about humankind's crowning achievements, 600 million televisions focused in watching Neil Armstrong take that great uh, leap for humankind and, uh, and just uh, somewhere along the way because they recycled those tapes, inexplicably, they taped over that. I've tried to imagine an analogy that would capture what happened there. What if you had, like we have at home, a videotape of your wedding ceremony and your kids came in one afternoon and wanted to watch um, How I Met Your Mother, of all things, which I've never seen, but I hear it's interesting, and they taped over your wedding ceremony with How I Met Your Mother. That would be a bit of a problem, I would think, and they feel very badly about it, and I'm not critical of them. they, They said, we all wish that somebody had said, those tapes are special. Let's put them aside. I would have thought that they would have known that those tapes were special. But before we're critical of them, I have to say that sometimes I do things like that. I take the most precious gifts that God has given to me and somehow forget them in favor of something that is worth so much less. And in our busyness, we may forget to remember what Jesus has done for us. So today, we not only remember what Christ did, but if you'll receive it, we reenact what Christ did on the cross. We proclaim 
the Lord's death until he comes. Would you open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, and let's stand together as we read God's word. Today we share grace as we eat together. We're going to think a lot about together in the uh, weeks to come. We're going to take a new look at new community in Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Hear the word of the Lord. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread. You might underline that in your mind this morning. And to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe. And many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods. They gave to anyone as he had need, and every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and... The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now to amplify this expression, breaking bread together, I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17. Again, Paul is writing about the Lord's Supper to a generation of believers who uh, were part of a church that was started through uh, the ministry of that church in Jerusalem that we've just read about, but they've forgotten what the Lord's Supper is about. Let me show you. It says, in the following directives, I have no praise for you, for your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. No doubt, there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. And when you come together, it's not the Lord's Supper you eat, for as you eat, Each of you goes ahead without waiting for anybody else. One remains hungry, another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you for this? Certainly not. For I receive from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. You may be seated. They were so divided. If you remember the story of Jesus as he had the Last Supper with his disciples, even when they came together in the same place, they were divided. They were playing the who's greater than whom game, trying to figure out which of them was the greatest. And Jesus washed their feet that night and served them that supper. And then after he was crucified that night, the one thing we know about the disciples is that they scattered. They were divided. They had just eaten together and shared with Jesus And Jesus had prayed that they would be one, as he and the Father were one, but they scattered. And then, remember on Sunday morning, they came back together and Jesus came to them after he was risen from the dead and spoke to them and told them, stay here in Jerusalem. There were, we believe, about 120 of them. 
And the 120 of them were in that upper room, perhaps that same place where they had eaten the Lord's Supper, and they ate together, and they learned the lesson of Gethsemane, and they prayed together, and then something not unlike what happened here this morning happened there. Remember when the college chorale was singing, and then the whole choir stood up and joined them. I will remember that moment from this service of worship, because it was glorious when The smaller group was singing and then the larger group sang and then on the next song we all joined in with them. Imagine 11 apostles and then 120 believers in toto and then Peter preaches and suddenly there are 3,000 of them. And they have to figure out how to do life and worship and ministry together. And they learned how to do it. They studied the Word of God together. They fellowship together. They broke bread together. That really speaks to us, I believe, of the Lord's Supper because it was when Jesus broke the bread and said, this is my body. And then on the road to Emmaus, when he revealed himself to those apostles as the risen Lord, it said when he broke bread, they recognized him. Jesus broke bread and he invited us to break bread together. And something significant happens when we do. We see grace when we eat together. You you see it even in this meal that the bread and the cup represent. They symbolize something beyond themselves, something more important. They symbolize the body of Christ. They symbolize the blood of Christ. And when we share in this meal, what we are saying is... God has given us something so precious that we cannot forget it. We remember, as John Newton said, that we are great sinners. And Jesus Christ is a great Savior. And His body and His blood are enough to sustain our souls, to show us God's grace so that we can enter into His forgiveness together. And we're proclaiming His death. So if anybody is among us who is not a follower of Christ, they will see this is what we believe, that Christ's body was broken, that Christ's blood was shed. And we see grace together when we come to this table. And when we see grace, we have to say grace Jesus gave thanks when he broke the bread, before he gave it to his disciples. He gave thanks even knowing that he was symbolizing his own death. He gave thanks. And did you hear it? It says when they were breaking bread from house to house, verse 46, they did it with gladness of hearts because there is a deep joy that comes to us when we recognize what Christ has done for us. If he was grateful Shouldn't we be God's grateful people, recognizing that we come to this meal not in our own worthiness, but in the worthiness of Christ? I heard it in a prayer that I prayed when I was over in England some summers ago when I was on my sabbatical. I went over there and I worshipped. And if you've heard that the church is dead in England, just factor this in, that that room, which was an, an older um, cathedral or house of worship, was filled all the way to the rafters with college students. And they were singing for all they were worth. And they were studying the book of Romans chapter 8. And then it came time to eat the Lord's Supper together. And together, together we prayed this prayer. And I want you to see it. I think we have it. Perhaps we can put it on the screen. Just a a picture of our spirit as we come to this table in gratitude 
Would you just say it with me this morning? We do not come to this, thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. So help us to see your grace as we eat this bread and drink this cup. We see grace, we say grace, and after we have said grace, we are prepared to share grace. So even in the passing of the tray, we are not just taking care of ourselves, but we are thinking about one another. And they did that in the church at Jerusalem. They ate together, it says. But somewhere between that time and when Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, the believers in Corinth had lost touch with that, and they were no longer eating together. They just sort of had a buffet put out, and whenever you got there, you ate. And it turned out that those who didn't have to work could get there a little bit earlier, and they ate as much and drank as much as they wanted to. And by the time the people who had been working hard got there, there was nothing left for them to eat. And Paul said, whatever you call that, don't call that the Lord's Supper. Because you'll know it's the Lord's Supper when it brings you together and you eat together and you share your lives together. This Wednesday night, we'll gather over here and we'll eat a meal together. And sometimes that's the best picture of the church that we have. When we are sitting together at table, something happens The truth about our relationships becomes apparent. This is the place where we forgive each other and care for each other. And and Paul said the problem in Corinth was there were divisions between them. And it can happen in any church that there's a disagreement about this or that or perspective. And, And when we eat together, in some ways we are compelled to lay down our differences and say what we have in common in Christ is greater than anything that could ever divide us.